Hello, and welcome to Someday We'll All Be Dead, a podcast where we talk about all the things with a social work perspective. I'm your host, Hallie Harris, and I'm a hospice social worker. Today, we're going to divert a little bit from the usual. I want to talk about some current events. I'm recording this on the 27th of August, 2021, and in light of all of the podcasts and interviews and everything I've been hearing um, regarding Afghanistan, what's going on there, the craziness of withdrawal of troops. I've been hearing a lot from people talking to veterans of the Afghanistan war, but I have not heard anything about uh, veterans of the Vietnam war and how this might be impacting them and how that's re-traumatizing for them. So this is just a very brief, very trauma-informed conversation um, with a dear friend of my mom's named Ken, who is a a veteran of the Vietnam War. He was and still is ongoing dealing and living with cancer. I'm quite sure from Agent Orange, although the VA has still not acknowledged that Agent Orange causes some kind of cancers. And I just wanted to get his take and just see how people are doing out there. This is a hard time for everyone, but I think in particular, you know, Vietnam vets were not acknowledged back then and they're kind of still not getting acknowledged now. Korean war vets as well, um, frankly. So if there's any out there listening, I'd love to talk to you as well. Um, so here is my conversation with Ken. Thank you so much. So Ken, I want to just thank you very much for your willingness to be part of this conversation. And I have mom here with me today. And he knows you've been in the army too. Yes. So Ken, maybe you could just briefly describe um, your service in the military. Just a quick overview. Uh, from when to when? I just from basic training. Just like to you Thailand to Vietnam. You were in this branch from blah to blah, and what did you do in the service? Okay, I started out in I think uh sixty seven or sixty yeah sixty seven, mm-hmm. and I went to basic training. From basic training, I went to uh, tech school. From tech school. I went straight over to Thailand and between Thailand and Vietnam back and forth and the air police recruited me and I done that mostly. I got out of welding and went in air police. The air police. So were, were you in the air force? Yep. Okay. And how long were you in for? Uh, four years. Okay. And then the two years inactive. Did you get drafted or did you volunteer? volunteered. Wow. You're a, a unique specimen. Well, cer- back there. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, certainly, um, there's a lot of different feelings from people that served in Vietnam. And so, it, you know, it's totally up to you, whatever you want to discuss about that specific time. I more want to focus on kind of what's going on today, but just so people have kind of an understanding because at least the majority of the Vietnam veterans in my life have not wanted to talk about any of that. And I imagine a lot of that is because of the way that veterans were treated when they came back from Vietnam. Yeah. Was that? That was a lot of it. When we got back, we were called baby killers. Yeah. So that was your experience as well. Yeah. So with that, have you been watching the news at all about what's going on in the last couple of weeks? Yeah, they, uh, the same thing happened in Vietnam. You can't get out of a, of a conflict 
without casualties, you cannot pull out of a conflict yeah. without something happening. Yeah, exactly. There's people killed in Vietnam trying to get out of there. They and did. that was a wasted war. This was a wasted war. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing you can help. You know, you can't help it. It happens. Yeah, there, there have been a lot of comparisons with the pictures from helicopters on rooftops of the embassies. Mm-hmm. And I just wondered if that, you know, as I, as I said earlier, there was, there's been a lot of interviews and conversations with vets that have served during this war, during the Afghanistan war, and their specific right. efforts during this and seeing, seeing it pull out. But I have not heard from anybody that served, like you say, in something that was so similar with such a similar ending, albeit less years, but still even more traumatic because of the way you were greeted when you came back and then diseases and everything else that happened after that, uh, you know, that, yep. that, that VA is just now acknowledging. Um, oh, yeah, there's still, you mentioned Agent Orange to them, they never heard of that. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's pretty limited scope of what they're acknowledging, even still, however many, 50 years later. Um, right, you're right. But I just wondered if, you know, how you were reacting. Obviously, as you said, it's it's a very similar thing. You cannot get out of a conflict like this without casualties. You just can't. It's going to be messy no matter when you do it. Right. You know, 10 years, 20 years, it doesn't make any difference. Mm-hmm. you got to pull people out. When you pull people out, people don't want them to leave if they want them to leave, but they don't want them to leave peacefully. Mm-hmm. So there's going to be a lot of killing going on. And there, I've talked to people who said we shouldn't have left equipment behind. Mm-hmm. They left equipment behind in Vietnam as well. Mm-hmm. You can't pull it all out if you're sacrificing equipment for people. Yeah. That's a great so point. So you got you got to leave one. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, no, it's a little bit of a delay. You're not cutting me off at all. It's a great point, oh, okay. though, that people are willing, it seems like, wanting to sacrifice bodies for equipment. Like, who gives a shit? Yep. But the st- equipment, can, you know, it can stay there. Uh, they're going to use it. They use the stuff we left in Vietnam. Mm-hmm. We dump choppers off them carriers just to make room for people. Yeah. And the fortunate yeah. thing they got today is they got countries that will take these people in. Where in Vietnam, there wasn't too many countries that took them in. They had to get them out the best way they could. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't too many of the people there. It was military people that had to get out. Mm-hmm. And families. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's a war. There's It's not going to be pretty. Yeah. <laughs> nope. There's no such thing as a pretty war. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as a war without casualties. Have you noticed that? And unfortunately. Go ahead. Pardon? Unfortunately. And there's, you know, there's going to be people you cannot, like I say, fight a war without casualties. And, you know, people aren't going to survive. You're gonna, they went there knowing, we went there knowing that we may not come back. They went there knowing the same thing. Mm-hmm. The whole thing was to protect the country. And it was to protect our country more than their country. Yeah. Did you, have you felt, have you been in in contact with other people that, that went to Vietnam? Have you had these conversations with other people? Yeah, there's a few. I've owned the rifle squad mm-hmm. for disabled veterans, and uh, we go to a lot of funerals. Mm. Uh, I'm actually a vice commander of the disabled vets, and I'm vice commander of the VFW. Mm-hmm. 
So you see, you see a lot of them, and you get there's some that you know they they talk about it, some that don't talk about it, some won't talk about it between us, and some will. Have you you been, get some that are upset, some aren't upset. Is that about Vietnam or about what's going on now? About what's going on now and Vietnam, both of oh, them. Okay. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I can only imagine the trauma everybody went through in the original war, and now to have that kind of, like, rip the Band-Aid off again. Right. But I could just be guessing. I don't know if that's accurate. It just feels like that. Like It's, it's really pretty close, yes. Yeah. It's pretty close. Yeah. Yeah, I just wondered how people are, are kind of coping with that since you, again, unfortunately, seem to be the forgotten generation that this, this trauma happened to. Right. They, so I don't know if I haven't heard anybody comparing it other than you to Vietnam. Uh, I've, you know, I've compared it with them. I've talked to people about it. There is a, you know, there's a similarity a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, the only difference is one's in a desert and one's in like a peninsula. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> they were both really hot. <laughs> oh, yeah. And, and no, I don't think anybody's going to forget either one of them. Yeah, unfortunately, no. Uh, I mean, I think another big difference that people don't really think about, and there are similarities, the difference in casualties. I mean, I wonder how that kind of feels, too, is the U.S. suffered tens of thousands, almost 100,000 casualties in Vietnam in a lot shorter yep. years. And, you know, yeah, it's good that we didn't have any as many casualties, but now we have way more than that with emotional casualties. Or, right, that's or like they're a, living, but they have no limbs or whatever. Right. That's the biggest thing now is is people coming back crippled. Mm -hmm. And Vietnam, they come back uh, medically crizzled, uh, crippled. Here is physically mm -hmm. and medically, a combination. Yeah. But in Vietnam, nobody knew the difference on the mental part of it. They just thought they should suck it up. Mm -hmm. And today they know, so they're doing more to try to help them. I hope that's the case. It, it definitely feels like there's some... There's some progress made, and there's also a mentality that's lingering. That's kind of a poor yes, bootstrap that's, up. That's going to be hanging around for a long time, I think. Mm -hmm. I think so, too. What are your thoughts? You you survived during this time, I, Mom. Yeah, but I wasn't. Yeah, I agree time. with you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I still get good days and bad days. I think everybody does. Yeah. Uh, and this has been almost, what, 50 years close to it? Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, you don't survive a trauma like that and just move on. I mean, it's always going to be with nope. you. Nope. They made a statement one time that says, those who are in war never forget it. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you feel like the U.S. in general or the VA or whoever um, has done enough to make up for what happened to, to Vietnam vets? No. They haven't made up for enough for any vet, regardless of Vietnam or even now. Yeah. They try to skirt it at the table, and they fight. You mentioned, like, Agent Orange, for example. You mentioned that, mm -hmm. and they don't want to hear it. Uh, you mentioned the burning pits. They don't want to hear that, and they don't want to hear the chemicals that goes on today. Mm-hmm. 
and we see it over and over again. Like I say, you know, the disabled vets, I see a lot of it. Yeah. Especially with the homeless ones. Oh, yeah. That's getting more and more. And the suicides getting more and more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely been an increase in the um, Veterans Crisis Line. I think they just said the last statistic I heard was a 9% increase in the last month. Yep. And a lot of the guys in the scenery has got my number, so a lot of times I get calls from them. Well, and then you try to refer them to somebody that can actually help them more than we do. Mm-hmm. Well, doesn't it help them just having somebody to talk to? Oh, yeah, that definitely help. Yeah. I can't imagine you not talking to them. <laughs> oh, I talk to anybody. Anybody <laughs> wants to listen. <laughs> Including you. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know I don't listen. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't listened for, what, 40 years? So you can go start now. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Well, I, I want to open the floor to you, Ken, and just, you know, if you have other thoughts, I want to just be very careful that I'm not re-traumatizing or asking you anything that might, might trigger anything. But if you have thoughts that you want to talk about, I want to have it open to you. No, that's okay. I'm pretty well talked out on that part. <laughs> okay. Well, I appreciate you coming on and talking to me about it. That is more than I was expecting. So I, just, I really appreciate you, and I appreciate your service from one veteran to another. All right. I appreciate it. You behave yourself, too. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> so I'll tell, you, tell your mother, too. I know she doesn't. Hey. Hey. All right, that was my conversation with Ken, a Vietnam vet, who was giving us his perspective that is so greatly appreciated. I want all of you to know out there, and I have not forgotten about you, please check in um, with the veterans in your life to see how they're handling the world events because they very well could be triggered, even if it's not an obvious trigger that they served in this war, um, but veterans that served any other time, whether peacetime, combat, whatnot, they could certainly be having a reaction that we're not seeing. So I encourage everybody to just reach out, check in, look after one another. Yes, someday we will all be dead, but before we get there, maybe let's take care of each other. I'd really like to think we can do better. Take care. <laughs>